uh, our support staff, um, our guests, I'll introduce them in, in a minute, uh, and everybody who's on the platform, good morning and you're most welcome. Let me take this opportunity to, um, to greet and, 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 and welcome Honorable Minister Senzom Kunu, Deputy Minister uh, David Mashobo, the DG Mr. Phillips, and the whole DWS uh, team on, 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 the, on, on the platform. Thank you very much for availing yourselves to engage with the Standing Committee on Appropriations on the 2022 Appropriation Bill. Um, Minister, um, I don't think we can overemphasize the importance of water. Uh, water is, is, is life. Um, and unfortunately, I haven't found any substitute of, of water. Science hasn't progressed that far. So water shedding is not an option. Uh, most of us grew up without electricity, but none of us would have been here without water. So it's a very important resource. Hence, parliament allocated resources for water and sanitation. So that's the process that we are busy with. At, at the moment, looking at the 20, 2022 appropriation bill, and the committee decided that they would like to engage with their good selves. And uh, obviously, there is a letter that was written to you as a basis of your presentation. And uh, after that, uh, after that presentation, obviously, the members of the committee engage with the presentation, and we again give you an opportunity to respond to whatever issues that would have been raised by the honorable members. I think there's a, that's a, a brief introduction to our engagement today. Darren, do we have any apologies? Chairperson, yes. Mazen um, Langwini indicated uh, that she will join the meeting a little bit late. And then uh, I received an apology from Ms. Peters. She has a doctor's appointment. That's it, Chairperson. Thank you. Let's, let's note those uh, um, apologies. Uh, if there are other apologies coming in, I think we'll have to note them before we, we adjourn the meeting because I know other oral members are struggling with connectivity. Honorable Minister, um, we'll take the meeting to you and you'll, uh, you'll decide how you, <clears throat> um, uh, you engage with your, your, your presentation. Uh, just a few housekeeping rules. One, whoever is talking would like that uh, uh, both his uh, mic and video are on. That's, 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 that's important. To the rest of us who are not talking, if we could have our, our microphones off so that we don't disturb uh, the this, this, this speaker. Honorable Minister, you have got, and your team, you have got about 45 minutes maximum to go through your, 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 your presentation. And it's only after your team has, has, has finished that you'll bring the meeting back to you. Thank you very much, uh, Oral Minister. Uh, take us through your presentation. Uh, <clears throat> thank you very much, uh, Shenge, uh, the Chair of uh, SCOA. We appreciate this opportunity and uh, your attention as a committee 
to uh, <clears throat> as we engage with you on this matter of uh, uh, the uh, allocation of uh, <clears throat> uh, this year. And uh, uh, honorable members, uh, the deputy ministers, DG, everybody on the platform. <clears throat> uh, Shanga, this uh, uh, budget uh, comes at a time when. Uh, Mat- uh, I can interrupt you. Okay. Uh, it's just uh, you have two deputy ministers. Or... You have two deputy ministers. Or is only Mashobo? Oh, yes. Uh, uh, it does look like that the, there's uh, uh, Mashobo only. Uh, <clears throat> medical aid will come later um, okay. for the portfolio committee. Okay, thanks. Thanks. I just wanted to. Oh. to, to yeah. <laughs> I'm used to greeting both of them all the time. Uh, we work together uh, like that. Thank you very much. I was saying that uh, number one, um, <clears throat> we we appreciate the time. We appreciate uh, the opportunity to engage with you. Secondly, to say <clears throat> we are we are at a time uh, in terms of uh, water and sanitation services in the country where we have to uh, unpack things a little bit. We want to start uh, by what has been characterizing uh, provision of these services by uh, our government at all levels. <clears throat> One, it is that um, from where we sit, we are better off as a country, uh, generally speaking, when it comes to water resource management than we are when it comes to water services, water and sanitation services. That distinction is very important, uh, particularly in this meeting, because uh, as uh, details will uh, show, uh, <clears throat> it, it, uh, it reflects the kind of attention that the country and government has been giving to water res- uh, resource management, that is your dams, your rivers, all of that, while on the other hand, the services, which is provision to uh, provision of water services to households, has been dragging behind. The second uh, distinction that needs to be made is that um, generally national government has been attending to water resources over years, whereas uh, water services are a uh, responsibility, generally speaking, not constitutionally speaking, uh, in terms of uh, allocation of duties. It has been a responsibility of municipalities, your metros, your districts, and your local municipalities, there's that, those that are water service authorities. They are the ones who have been presiding over water services. That is reticulation in the main uh, to households. Now, just looking at uh, uh, the two uh, distinctions, it's uh, necessary to to add that it is common cause in the country that municipalities have not and are not doing well in the country. It is acknowledged by all of us. They are not doing well as a sphere uh, of government 
in a number of instances. That's why you put uh, uh, some of them under Section 139. Uh, that's where there are <clears throat> um, uh, different challenges that, uh, that are to the country, but reflect via municipalities as a result of their own performance. Uh, or rather their own non-performance uh, in a number of instances in terms of their duties. And uh, uh, after this, it is uh, then necessary to proceed and say, we have uh, committed ourselves uh, as a department, firstly, to uh, shape ourselves up for the tasks ahead, uh, via um, uh, strengthening the department, both in terms of uh, vacancies and uh, also in terms of systems, monitoring systems, particularly those that have to do with uh, accountability, so that we avoid things like fruitless, irregular, and all other expenditures that are not uh, uh, regarded as part of good governance in the department. But for our own sake, uh, act responsibly uh, regarding the finances allocated to us, rooting out corruption and all other related uh, matters. We have therefore uh, filled the post of uh, Director General, uh, which we found uh, vacant. We have also filled the uh, position of uh, uh, CFO, which we found acted upon over a long time. We have uh, filled up the post of TTG uh, Corporate Services, which uh, was also on an acting basis. We've also filled up uh, the position of TTG Water and Sanitation Services. And uh, the incumbent is starting on the 1st of, of June, just a few weeks uh, from now. We've also filled up uh, the post of DTG uh, regulations, compliance, and enforcement. We are left with only one DTG, that of infrastructure, because of a case that has been tracking on, but uh, has been finalized. It's a question of finalizing the minor details uh, so that we can advertise and fill up the post. We have also sought to review uh, water ports from a number of fronts, uh, but uh, aiming at uh, making uh, water ports uh, render services that municipalities are not able to uh, uh, render as per appropriate arrangement. We have also um, sought to intervene where we deem it uh, necessary via Section 63. Uh, as of now, we are intervening in Kopanong we are going to be intervening in Mashabeng, Mashabeng, Mashabeng. Uh, uh, that is Mashabeng in uh, um, uh, the Free State. We have identified six priorities uh, in uh, uh, Mangaung. We are intervening in Umkanyagute. Uh, we were yesterday, uh, we signed off in our intervention in Kabeha, uh, that is uh, uh, Nelson Mandela Bay. We are engaging uh, Tswane. So there are a number of these interventions. As I speak to you, we are uh, out in Limpopo for four days. We are implementing and, and, and assessing progress in what uh, we are implementing already. 
which is quite a number of projects, including, including Giani. Uh, we are all over into on, on those matters <clears throat> as I speak. Now, we, 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 we don't have enough budget, uh, but the one that has been allocated to you, uh, to us over the MGF, we are going to be outlining how this is going to necessitate uh, that we intervene firstly on infrastructure, which municipalities uh, uh, are complaining about by and large, which is their duty, their own infrastructure, not bulk infrastructure that is managed by us to a large extent, but uh, infrastructure that is under the responsibility and competence of uh, municipalities. But they are complaining that uh, either their infrastructure is old, uh, losing water, up to 42%, or it's just dysfunctional altogether, uh, and a number of other challenges uh, around that. On uh, Wednesday, for instance, we will be in Musina uh, to look at the infrastructure. We already know in terms of reports that the infrastructure was last uh, reviewed uh, or revamped in, in 1982. And, and therefore, it's, on, it's on, on those matters that we are saying we, we can no longer stand uh, uh, or sit in Pretoria and uh, watch over um, water services and sanitation services um, uh, getting into shambles and therefore ending the department and the, and the government and the country as a whole, a bad name, uh, in the altar of uh, different spheres playing their own role. Uh, we are no longer into that mode. We're in the mode of saying, where water and sanitation has anything to do, we are there, but we will work with municipalities, even where we are intervening in terms of Section 63, coupled with 139. We will work with them, but we won't stand by and watch. So therefore, from us, it's no longer going to be, no, 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 that best pipe, that uh, those leaks, uh, that poor service or that uh, failure to, to provide water and sanitation services. Talk to the mayor there, talk to who, talk to MM. We're no longer playing that game. We are uh, into everywhere where there's water, where there's sanitation, but working with municipalities because we understand that from the point of view of people generally in the country, people just say, Government is not doing this, is not doing that. They don't care whether it is local or provincial or national. They just want services. And it is known that uh, finally the constitution makes uh, the department and the minister of water and sanitation the final obiter in terms of accountability on uh, water. So we are going to be dealing with infrastructure we take a cue from uh, the summit we held in 1819 uh, at Kalaka Estates uh, nationally, where all municipalities, after our visits and work sessions with all of them in the per province, on a, a, a three work day sessions, they were saying to us, we don't have capacity, meaning we don't have numbers of people who work on water. Those that are there, they don't have skills. Those that have skills, uh, they have uh, minor skills. They don't have maximum skills like they are engineers, uh, they are what, which is required by water 
uh, particularly water services. And so we are going to be dealing with infrastructure with the budget to, uh, that has been allocated to us. We are going to be, uh, uh, yeah, infrastructure in particular. Uh, you will see uh, what is in terms of infrastructure for bulk services, uh, which uh, we are prioritizing all over in, 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 in all the provinces. Uh, we know which bulks, which bulk infrastructure or key in uh, key projects that we are dealing with in each of the provinces. But then part of it also goes via, uh, goes to municipalities via Arbic and uh, WISIC uh, uh, to deal with uh, um, uh, water services and sanitation there. We also have developed a, a national uh, sanitation framework, which was not there, uh, to make sure that uh, we work on a particular framework when it comes to uh, sanitation, identifying uh, criteria on our norms and standards and all of that. Uh, so DG will then uh, present the details on a number of aspects. It's a very long presentation, uh, more than 50 slides. So DG, I, I then request that you make the presentation. Thank you very much. Thank you, Minister. Thank you, Minister. We're just trying to deal with the Um Thank you, Minister. Uh, good morning, honorable members. Uh, did you, you are not coming across. Uh, did you? This area of Pulovan has problems of network, my friend. Uh, I, I thought that uh, he was in a... <clears throat> in a, uh, a supportive environment. Um, we're just trying to bring up the presentation. We're struggling a bit here with the technology. We won't be a minute. Yeah, you're not bad, but uh, uh, you can improve. DJ, are you getting it? Uh, DJ. Well, I, I, I don't know what's wrong. Oh, yeah, it's coming up. It's coming up. Can you see the presentation? Yes, it yes, is. Okay, person, can you see the presentation? Can I start? Yes, please start. Yes, start. Yeah, just start. Okay. Am I audible? 
Yes, yes. Gigi. Okay, thank you. Um, Chairperson, uh, this is the information that was requested from us by the committee in the letter of inv invitation. We were asked to appraise the committee on the overall possible service delivery implications of the proposed allocation of our MTF budget. We were asked to appraise the committee on the status of the Guiani bulk water project, the Hammonds Kral water crisis and the pollution of the Val River system. We were also requested to, to provide the actual expenditure thus far and planned future expenditure of each of the, these projects. We were asked to appraise the committee on the status of the provision of water services as a prominent feature of the DDM. We were asked to provide a status and location of the two mega 24 and 28 small regional infrastructure projects, associated costs of those projects and their locations per province and region. We were asked to provide a detailed account of the proposed 2.1 billion towards asset mine drainage and other capital projects to appraise the committee on the status and number of funded vacancies within the department and their maturity profile, engineering capacity per category within the department. We were asked to provide a brief overview, overview regarding the status. Um, the status of um, a number of funded vacancies within the department and their maturity profile. Um, uh, the, sorry, the status of water infrastructure in South Africa. To provide a brief overview on the program of ending of the bucket system in South Africa with clear timeframes and any other relevant information that may assist the committee in processing the bill. In addition, we were asked to provide a brief overview on whether we've over or underspent on our allocated budget in the previous fiscal year. Uh, and if so, uh, the reasons for such over or under expenditure as well as corrective measures. We were asked to give an indication of the contribution of the department to the reconstruction and recovery plan to triple BEE and localization of goods and services. We were asked to answer the question of whether there are any legal impediments to DWS achieving economic transformation and if yes, what are proposals to address this and whether DWS is renting or owning the buildings that it's occupying and the cost implications of that. So uh, in, the, in the rest of the presentation, we provide all this information divided into an introductory section, a section on the status of water and sanitation infrastructure and services in South Africa, some information on corporate services, information on our financial allocation and our service delivery plans, on the grant funded projects, on the three projects that we were requested to provide information on, the Giani project, the Hammonds Kral water challenges and vile intervention, and on the bucket eradication, and then finally on transformation issues. The Minister has largely covered the summary of our key strategic priorities. Um, just to add a couple of points, we have submitted, we, we, we will be submitting the National Water Resource Infrastructure Agency Bill um, to Parliament during this year, we hope. Um, it's currently uh, uh, on the agenda of Cabinet. Uh, it will be served before Cabinet shortly with a request uh, for Cabinet to approve that it be issued for public consultation. Um, so it, we are on uh, making progress towards creating the National Water Resource Infrastructure Agency, the aim of which will be to enable the department to 
um, raise much more money uh, uh, in the financial markets to fund the large uh, bulk water infrastructure investments that are required to ensure that South Africa has water security in the future. As indicated by the minister, our major new focus or our major uh, uh, increased focus is on supporting and intervening in municipalities where municipal water and sanitation services are failing. And in that regard, we related to that, we will also be focusing on strengthening our regulatory interventions to address pollution of the environment and communities from wastewater. Uh, we'll also continue to improve our water use license turnaround times to promote transformation in water use. And there'll be more on that in the presentation later. Um, a major priority for us, as well as uh, increasing the, the bulk supply of water, is simultaneously to increase water use efficiency and demand and conservation management. Um, it's very ineffective for government to spend billions investing in bulk water resource infrastructure if 35 or 40 percent of that water is then thrown away through, through water losses at municipal level. And then uh, finally, in addition to the points made by the minister, as the accounting officer and together with the chief financial officer, we uh, are prioritizing reducing uh, irregular, unauthorized and wasteful expenditure and ensuring consequence management for financial misconduct. Uh, and very importantly, we need to, across the whole water value chain, improve financial sustainability, which is the, 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 the problems with, uh, with uh, billing and revenue collection at municipal level result in a cascading uh, lack of financial sustainability across the whole water value chain. And it's a major priority for us to address that. Turning to the second section, which is the status of water and sanitation infrastructure and services in South Africa. Again, the minister has partly covered this, the fact that national water resource infrastructure and water board infrastructure are generally in a much better condition than municipal water and sanitation infrastructure. And that we've historically focused more on the planning, delivery and operation of national water resource infrastructure as the department than on municipal water and sanitation services. As indicated by the minister, we are in the process of planning and implementing a wide range of major projects to augment national bulk water resource infrastructure uh, to ensure that challenges with municipal water and sanitation service delivery are not further exacerbated by a shortage of bulk water. But as we'll describe in the following slides, many municipalities are failing to deliver water and sanitation services to national norms and standards in the system and, and the situation is generally deteriorating. With regard to the water, with the infrastructure, with regard to the infrastructure which is under our direct control, we manage uh, a bulk water infrastructure portfolio with an estimated value of 109 billion. Um, and there are statutory requirements um, for our trading entity, the water trading entity, uh, which, which owns the, uh, this portfolio to conduct a review of the useful life, the condition and the net book value um, of all of our assets every financial year. And we've developed a methodology for that annual review, which concludes at the end of May each year. In the following slide, we provide um, uh, the information on the condition of our infrastructure for the 2021 financial year. 
Uh, and uh, just for the committee to note, we are now doing these condition surveys using internal um, resources rather than service providers like we did in the past. The process that we use has been accepted by the Auditor General, and we use this condition information as the main uh, source of information to plan for our maintenance, rehabilitation, and upgrades of our infrastructure. We do have an asset register with 29,901 items on it, which include all the buildings, canals, dams, measuring facilities, pipelines, power supply facilities, pump station, reservoirs, roads and bridges, tunnels and water treatment, which are all part of our national water resource infrastructure that we're directly responsible for. So this is the condition of the national water resource infrastructure. You can see from the information here that um, most of our, um, of our infrastructure is either in a good, very good or fair condition. Um, uh, but we do have a number of assets which are in a poor condition and they're being prioritized for replacement over the medium term, very old assets, some of them. And those are mostly canals which distribute irrigation water and work is being done with the infrastructure fund as well. Um, uh, under Infrastructure South Africa and located in the DBSA to, to, to try and partner with the private sector uh, and financial institutions to put in place blended finance mechanisms uh, to uh, uh, upgrade and rehabilitate this canal system. Because the, the water from the canals does have revenue generating capabilities and, um, and um, <clears throat> uh, there's potential therefore to put in place blended finance to address it. Um, Turning to the, the state of municipal water and sanitation services, however, the, 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 the picture is different. And the 2018 National Water and Sanitation Master Plan indicated that in many municipalities, water and sanitation services are in a poor state. Um, we've made very good progress since, since 1994 in terms of increasing access to water infrastructure with um, more than 90% of households now having access to the RDP level of water services. But the big problem that we have is that water, that the reliability of that of, this, of the water service coming from that infrastructure has deteriorated and is continuing to deteriorate. So that now 35% um, of our people don't have access to reliable drinking water. Um, and, and this is because of the reliability problem that um, while the infrastructure might be there, often water doesn't come out of the tap or the water that does come out of the tap is not uh, of adequate quality. And this is related to problems with um, pollution, problems with the maintenance of water treatment works and wastewater treatment works. Um, in 2018, 56% of our wastewater treatment works uh, were in a poor cr or critical condition and 44% of our water treatment works were in a poor cr critical condition with 11% dysfunctional. Uh, Chairperson, um, uh, our, our, we recently reintroduced the green drop and blue drop assessments, and we we issued the the first um, reintroduced green drop uh, assessment report in March of this year, which indicates that that these figures have deteriorated further since 2018, and that even more of the wastewater treatment works on a poor critical condition. Um, and we also issued a progress report on our blue drop assessment which also indicates that the initial indication is that the water, the, the water treatment infrastructure is also further deteriorated. 
at municipal level. Um, we'll be issuing the final blue drop report um, by March next year. And as I indicated, one of the major problems is a lack of financial sustainability, which is partly due to weak billing and revenue collection and water losses at municipal level. So in 2018, 41% of municipal water didn't generate revenue and 35% was lost through leakages. We are also reintroducing the no-drop uh, system where we thoroughly analyze the extent of water losses across all municipalities and that report will also be issued uh, next year. It's currently underway. The underlying causes of these challenges with regard to the state of municipal water and sanitation services include governance challenges at municipal level, weak asset management, I've mentioned weak billing and revenue collection, weaknesses with operations management, a lack of maintenance, and people, people with the required qualifications and experience not being recruited. This is, the, uh, this is how it looked in terms of in 2020, uh, in, in terms of our municipal assessments and information obtained from SALGA, and that in, in 2020, 57 out of 144 municipal water services authorities were failing or at high risk of failing. And we're familiar with the with the results of this, with um, sewage spilling into both into the environment um, and into people's homes, even and into the streets. Uh, the the lack of um, reliability of water supply means that people still have to, in some places, people still have to get water from rivers, often unsafe drinking water, or at risk of being attacked by wild animals in some areas. Or, or the water that does come out of the tap is, is, is not fit for human consumption. So um, as I've mentioned, we do, we have reintroduced um, intensive monitoring of the condition of municipal water and sanitation infrastructure through our green drop, blue drop and no drop processes. We reintroduced these in 2021 after they were stopped in 2013. Um, and our, the next slides will provide the, the status. This, this slide uh, describes the, the green drop certification standards and requirements. On all members can see that um, the green drop assessment is very thorough. It looks across five different performance areas. So it's quite comprehensive. It looks at issues such as uh, technical management. DG, Yes, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I thought I was going to ask you at the, at the end of your presentation. But it's, it's important because you keep on referring it for the benefit of um, um, the members, but most importantly, the public is listening to you as you are talking. Can you please uh, just say what do you use the green and the blue drop for? What information does that, uh, uh, do they give you? So that as you make your presentation, we make sure that uh, we're in the same wavelength. Uh, I know uh, being in the department, those are the things that you use on a daily basis but uh, please uh, educate uh, all of us, then you can continue. Thank you very much. Sorry for that, DJ. No, thank you, Chairperson. Um, the Green Drop uh, assesses the condition of wastewater, wastewater systems across the country. Wastewater systems are basically the sewage systems um, at municipal level across the country. The Blue Drop assessments assess the, the, um, the condition and the service provided of water treatment systems, water provision systems. So the green drop is wastewater and the blue drop 
is water systems. And what we use them for is we is we comprehensively look at both with the green droplet waste, with wastewater, with blue droplet water, and we comprehensively look at the state of the infrastructure, at the, the, the state of management of the infrastructure, the state of management of the service in terms of issues such as the um, technical management, whether the technical managers have the required qualifications, um, whether it's being managed properly in terms of having maintenance plans in place, um, uh, whether the water quality and the wastewater quality has been adequately monitored and actions are taken on the basis of it, um, whether they uh, are, um, are effectively collecting the revenue that they should be collecting from providing sanitation services and selling water. So what it results in is a very comprehensive green drop report and a very comprehensive blue drop report, which not only provide municipalities with detailed information on what are the problems with their wastewater services and their water services, but also what are the causes of those problems. And also we include in the report what needs to be done about them. So the blue drop and the green drop reports are a very strong tool for supporting municipalities to improve because we engage with the worst performing municipalities about the results of their green drop and blue drop assessments. And those assessments give the municipalities all the information they need in terms of informing them of what they need to focus on and what they need to address in order to improve their water and sanitation services. So our green drop findings, we, as I indicated, we released the first green drop findings since 2013 um, in March of this year, 2022. And you can see from these from these slides here that in 2020, in 2011, um, 56 um, 56 percent um, in 2011 with regard to the scores, um, it, it went from uh, 56 percent uh, red in 2011 to 49 percent red in 2013. So there was a slight improvement. Uh, from 2011 to 2013, but then it's, it's, it's become markedly worse um, from 2013 uh, to 2021. We think this slight improvement from 2011 to 2013 was because of municipalities using the results of the Green Drop report to improve between 2011 and 2013. But since then, um, <clears throat> things have become worse. Um, and, the, and the number of municipalities performing well increased marginally from 44% to 51% 2011 to 2013, but has decreased to 36% in 2011. Um, what we have found, interestingly, Chairperson, is that there's a strong correlation between the availability of technical skills in the municipalities and the green drop performance. So um, this slide shows the summarizes the green drop report. The the areas in red are areas with a low, very low green drop score, and the areas in green are areas with a high green drop score. So you can see that we we have a, a very alarming situation across the country with the number of municipalities which are scoring very low in terms of their green drop results on their wastewater treatment systems. Um, so 39% um, of wastewater treatment systems in municipalities across the country are classified in terms of the green drop assessment as being in a condition, in a critical condition.
Sorry, I'm just trying to get to go to the next slide. Sorry, Chair, it just seems to have frozen. I'm trying to get get it to come back. Uh, did you? I'm sorry, it's frozen on my computer. I'm just trying to get it to come back. Um, can someone uh, else, perhaps if I can move to someone else's computer. Sorry, won't be a minute. Okay, I've moved to another computer. I've moved to another computer. Let's see if I can get it to work here. Um, we need to enable Seguaza, please. Okay. It could be showing again now, uh, Chairperson. Can you see it? Yes, DG. DG, we can see it, you can proceed. Hopefully you can see I'm now on slide 18, the green drop conclusions. I hope you can hear me and see, and see it on the screen. Um, so I, as I've indicated, we as DWS will use the green drop report as the performance baseline for municipal water, uh, uh, for municipal um, sanitation services, and that we'll work with municipalities to use the plans as a basis for improvement. And we'll also ensure that grant funding for the water sector is allocated with the objective of restoring functionality of wastewater infrastructure. We'll also, um, as the department, um, we want to make better use of Section 19 of the National Water Act to ensure that directives are issued with timeframes for implementation. 
uh, and failure to respond will trigger remedial action being taken at the cost of the non-complying or ent entity or municipality. We are enabled by the National Water Act to do this, but we haven't been doing it systematically and comprehensively uh, in the past. We've been doing it on an ad hoc basis and we want to uh, move towards much more systematic and comprehensive use of Section 19 of the National Water Act. <clears throat> We're hoping that as it did before, the reintroduction of the Green Drop Certification as an incentive-based regulation program itself results in municipalities starting to address um, uh, issues related to the, the condition of their wastewater treatment uh, systems. Uh, similarly, with the blue, blue drop, I won't go into the detail here, but similarly, the blue drop looks at a, a variety of different key performance areas related to the provision of water at municipal level, ranging from whether the required technical staff are there, whether they have the, the right technical processes in place, such as measuring the quality of the water being produced and taking corrective action if it doesn't meet the quality requirements, etc as well as the condition of the infrastructure. Um, so far, we're in the middle of the blue drop certification process. We will be issuing the final blue drop report in March, 2023. The initial, the initial results which we've received from the municipalities, which we still need to check in detail with them, which we're in the process of doing now, do indicate that there's been a deterioration in the condition of water supply infrastructure at municipal level since the last results were published in 2013. As I've indicated, we're also reintroducing the no-drop report, which will be published in, in 2023. And the no-drop report focuses on ad identifying what is the condition of the municipal water infrastructure with regard to water leakages and non-revenue water. Um, so again, it, it identifies per municipality, what are the key issues with regard to their water losses and non-revenue water, how much uh, to the extent possible, how much water are they losing through losses um, and how much uh, revenue are they losing through non-revenue water? What are the causes of it and what should the municipalities do to address the problems? Uh, in, in addition to the green and blue drop and no drop reports, uh, Chairperson, um, we also want to, as I indicated, become generally much more uh, systematic and comprehensive with regard to our support and intervention to municipalities. As the national government uh, between DWS and our entities, uh, such as the water boards. To date, national and provincial interventions with and support to municipalities with regard to water and sanitation services have generally not been effective at halting the deterioration and turning it around. So, for example, there's been repeated six-month administrator interventions in terms of Section 139 of the Constitution in the Makana municipality in the Eastern Cape. But it, that has not solved the problem of the dysfunctionality of water and sanitation services in that municipality. And we, we think that we haven't in the past optimally utilized our blue drop and green drop and no drop instruments. We haven't created sufficiently systematic links between the results of monitoring and support measures and interventions. And we haven't uh, yet been able to develop the capacity and the systems to rapidly respond to emergency situations such as sewage villages and residential areas. And uh, the, the interventions that do take place tend to be ad hoc and uncoordinated, and we need to address that. 
We do. There are norms and standards for water and sanitation services, but they need to be strengthened so that it's very clear to municipalities what is the minimum required of them. And, and they need to be uh, broadened as well to include issues such as the minimum technical and experience qualifications of a person such as the manager of a wastewater treatment works. <clears throat> the, the overall um, uh, conclusion from this chairperson is that it, we can't carry on with the national support and intervention as it is and expect a different results. Because over the years, we've shown that the way we've been supporting intervening municipalities has not been sufficiently effective because it hasn't, it hasn't reversed the deterioration in water and sanitation services. So we're going to have to do things differently if we expect a different results. There, there are constitutional and legislative imperatives for national government support and intervention in municipal water and sanitation services. I won't go through all the detail here, but in summary, the Constitution, read together with the National Water Act and the Water Services Act, indicate that <clears throat> while municipalities are responsible for water services, water and sanitation services, the national government is also has a duty to provide support to municipalities, has a duty to put in place minimum norms and standards, and also has a duty to intervene in municipalities where the minimum norms and standards are not being met. So to try and do things differently in future and become much more effective and systematic with regard to our support and interventions in municipalities, we, are, we have developed over the past few months a water services improvement program, which consists of four key elements. Firstly, we're in the process of updating and putting in place more comprehensive norms and standards for water and sanitation services. Secondly, we are going to be putting in place a publicly visible national regulatory dashboard showing the extent of compliance with national norms and standards for water services across all the water services authorities, drawing on existing monitoring information, including our, our green and blue drop and no drop reports, information collected by National Treasury about municipalities and COGTA reports. We, we are acutely aware that municipalities are already overburdened with reporting requirements. So <clears throat> the creation of this national regulatory dashboard won't result in any new additional reporting requirements be put, being put on municipalities. We will use data uh, from the existing reports that municipalities provide. And then on the basis of, of the information in that national regulatory dashboard, through our, through our DWS regional offices, which are based on the provincial boundaries, we will put in place rolling regional support and intervention, and intervention plans, focusing on those municipalities in particular, which are, which are the least compliant with the national norms and standards. So um, the, we are calling them rolling plans because they need to be adjusted continuously over time as the situation changes on the ground in municipalities. So if each of our regional offices will put in place a plan for the municipalities in its province, saying that depending on the problems in the different municipalities, as illustrated in the National Regulatory Dashboard, various types of support and intervention will be implemented in, 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 the, in the municipalities where the support and intervention is needed. And uh, at the same time, we want to work together with National Treasury, with COGTA, with MISA, um, to um, uh, uh, put in place a range of support programs at national level, which uh, our provincial officers can draw on to provide the support to municipalities.
These rolling regional support and intervention plans that will be developed by our regional offices will be thoroughly consulted with the provincial governments and also cons uh, consulted with the DDM structures. So this is a, a new program that we're putting in place in response to the new strategic direction for the department provided by the minister, where we need to be, become much more systematic and effective in terms of our support and intervention at municipal level. And the program at, at the current time is at, at an early stage of implementation. The type of support we want to provide to municipalities under the Water Services Improvement Program, including in, include um, offering municipalities appropriate training programs for managers and technical staff, um, assisting municipalities to improve their procurement and contract management, and to contract in the required professional services, construction capacity, operations and maintenance capacity and management skills more effectively. We've also recently established a water partnerships office in collaboration with the DBSA and SALGA to support municipalities to enter into PPPs with the private sector so that they can draw on the private sector skills and finance in the private sector to assist them with the delivery of water services. That requires particular skills such as financial structuring skills, the skills, the ability to produce feasibility studies for PPPs and uh, put in place appropriate contracts for PPPs. Most municipalities don't have these skills. The water, water, the water Partnerships Office is going to be a center where they're going to recruit people with those required skills and offer those skills to municipalities to help them to put in place more PPPs in the water and sanitation sector. We are also going to be increasingly requesting our water boards to act as support and implementation agents. We are already doing that to a limited extent. For example, Rand Water, as you will hear just now, Chairperson, is currently our implementation agent for our intervention in the Val in Infolani municipality to address the sanitation challenges there. Um, we are also going to explore the use of water services committees as provided for in the Water Services Act to enable communities to be actively engaged in the provision of water services and mutual partnerships with, private, with the private sector and relevant stakeholders. We haven't yet used as a country this provision in the Water Services Act for water services committees much, and there may be potential to use it more so that um, municipalities can, can partner with their communities to improve their water and sanitation services. We also need to particularly focus with National Treasury and Cogta and MISA to provide stronger support to municipalities to improve their billing and revenue collection. And um, under the uh, leadership of our minister, we've recently started a, a public-private collaboration pro program, again, through our regional offices, uh, which is about partnering with the private sector on a, in a non-commercial basis, where the private sector and civil society offer assistance uh, without, without get, uh, financial gain for them to help government to be able to improve the delivery of, of water and sanitation services. And um, uh, uh, this program is, is, or it has already resulted in some major partnerships with mines and, and, and agriculture in some parts of the country and uh, we want to take it to scale across the country in, in, the, in the coming months. And then we want to increasingly ensure that grants, that the, all the grants, a lot of money goes to grants, as you'll hear just now, Chairperson, <clears throat> it goes in grants to municipalities for water and sanitation infrastructure, 
and we'd like to see that the, the allocation of those grants is more effectively used to address non-compliance with norms and standards and to provide incentives for addressing problems such as non-revenue water. In terms of intervention, um, currently we do ad hoc interventions, but we want to move towards much more sy systematic interventions where um, uh, we have defined um, uh, breaches of the national norms and standards in terms of uh, when municipalities are not maintaining and operating their water and sanitation infrastructure properly <clears throat> or not meeting the quality requirements in terms of uh, water supply or waste or wastewater treatment effluent. So that um, when there's a material breach, there's automatically a, a certain action, which would be a directive to the municipality to address the breach. When there's a serious material breach, a recovery plan would be imposed. Um, um, and if there's a serious and persistent material breach, DWS will both impose a recovery plan and assume responsibility for implementation of the recovery plan. Turning to the uh, information related to corporate services, which was requested by the committee, um, we have made good progress um, since the minister was appointed in August last year, chairperson, to fill vacant positions in the department. Our DG position was filled from January this year, our CFO position from February this year, the DDG water services and DDG regulation compliance would, were just um, a week or so ago approved by cabinet for filling. The, the only DDG position which we have vacant um, at the moment is one where the official has been charged with a variety of charges related to financial misconduct is on suspension and the, and the disciplinary process <clears throat> has been underway and is now nearing finalization. Our other DDGs for corporate services and water resource management positions are filled. All of our regional heads positions are filled and our key chief directorates such as internal audits and, and risk management are also filled. So I think it's safe to say, uh, Chairperson, that the department is much more stable from an organizational point of view now than it was a year or two ago. We were also asked to provide information on engineering and, te and uh, engineering te uh, uh, technicians filled in vacant posts. This information is provided in this slide and this slide. I won't go into detail, but suffice it to say that generally speaking, um, we have a fair amount of, uh, of capacity in terms of engineering skills. Um, we have a, the overall vacancy rate is, is about uh, 18%, which is <clears throat> relative to elsewhere in government uh, is fair, uh, although we want to address this and make sure that all the positions are filled. We've also asked to provide information about funded vacancies. And the way that we've approached this is to say that um, uh, we, we've provided information on our, our budget for the compensation of our, our employees. In other words, the budget that we have um, for personal expenditure. And as you can see from the, from the table, we spent 94% of our compensation budget last financial year, meaning that we had a, 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 a low funded vacancy rate at the end of the financial year. But also we had to consider the fact that if you look at our personal budget over the MTF, you can see that it's decreasing. It goes from 1.854 billion in 21-22 down to um, 1.836 billion 
in 22-23 and down further to 1.742 billion in 23-24, which means that we had to be very careful with the filling of posts in the 21-22 financial year because we can't overspend on our personnel budget in later years. So we actually couldn't couldn't hire more people in 21-22 and fully utilize our personal budget in 21-22 because that would have resulted in us overspending on our personal budget in the later financial years. But the overall picture from this is that we have very little, we don't really have any unfunded vacancies. We have very little uh, room to hire any additional staff. And with our declining um, compensation budgets over the MTF, we're only going to be able to hire additional staff as and when retirements and resignations, and in other words, natural attrition, create space for hiring additional staff. We were also asked to provide information about our office buildings. Our head office is currently located in seven rented buildings, all rented through the Department of Public Works at a cost of 135 million per annum. And we also rent buildings for our regional offices through the Department of Public Works at a total cost of 98 million per annum. We do own some houses ourselves, which are used by staff working at the dams and for the DWS construction units, which are located around the country. And we also own three small office buildings in Pretoria, one in Pretoria West used for stores and archives, the Ruderplatt Training Center, which is used for the training of staff, and the Resource Quality Information Center, which includes a laboratory. We have initiated a process together with the Department of Public Works and the PPP unit in National Treasury to acquire a new single office building for uh, our head office in Pretoria. Um, and that process is underway, but has been managed by the Department of Public Works together with the PPP units in National Treasury. I'd now like to hand over to our CFO to present on the financial allocations and service delivery plans over the 2022 MTF. Thank you. Thank you very much, TG, and good morning. I'll be taking the committee through the medium term expenditure allocations as well as the implications on service delivery. Over the MTF, the department has been allocated 59.6 billion, which comprises of compensation of employees, of which 5.4 billion has been allocated. Goods and services uh, over the MTF is 5.5 billion. Transfers and subsidies to 34.9 billion. And allocation for payment for capital assets is 13.7 billion over the MTF. The net change to the voted baseline amounts to 1.1 billion. And in the main, that is due to the additional allocations which was provided to the department through the budget facility for infrastructure, comprising of an allocation for RBIC towards uh, George Local Municipality, as well as the raising of Glen William uh, Dam, and towards Lebele Northland Water Board for the upgrade of Olifants and Ebenezer Water Supply Schemes. The other allocation was for Umgen Water Board to implement the Umkomazi Bulk Water Supply Scheme, and that is 193 million in the current financial year. As this slide depicts the allocation per program and economic classification is the same amount of 59.6 billion. I won't go into the details, uh, only to indicate that a bulk 
of the allocation is towards transfers and subsidies, which is uh, consistent with what uh, Minister DG has been indicating that there's more focus on municipalities since most of our allocations are also um, allocated to the sphere of government. The slide here depicts the allocation for infrastructure, both on the regional bulk uh, infrastructure grant, 5.9 billion for the current year, as well as water service infrastructure grant. There are also allocations uh, for the same grants, which are dispersed through our water boards, hence the focus on re um, aligning the work of the water boards as well as uh, putting more capacity to enable them to deliver on the mandate of the department. We also have allocations towards the water trading entity, which they just spoke to, and the total allocation with uh, COBWA included is 10.3 billion over the MTF. The next slide is a provincial split of the allocation both um, the direct allocation to local government, which is 8.1 billion over the MTF with all various municipalities depicted there. And we also have allocations in uh, the grants that we allocate in kind, where we appoint either municipalities or water boards to implement the infrastructure uh, projects. Those are allocated under Schedule 6B of the uh, Division of Revenue Act. And the total allocation is 10.8 billion included therein is also allocation for bucket eradication. On the water service infrastructure grant, the allocation over the MTF per province direct allocation to local government is 11.6 billion and uh, 6B allocations, the indirect allocations, those are 2.4 billion. And again, this grant includes also allocation towards the bucket eradication program in uh, the Free State as well as Northern Cape Province. The other question that we had to respond to was the service delivery implication over the MTF. The department um, will contribute immensely towards service delivery with the 59.6 billion that has been allocated in all the nine uh, provinces. That is done through the provision of water to communities and we'll continue to focus on enhancing regulatory uh, measures. There's also um, efforts to ensure effective management of wastewater through enforcing various regulatory measures. There's also a the department expects to support 32 district municipalities, as well as uh, ensuring that 80% of the applications to authorize water use are finalized within 90 days, and that 963 wastewater systems are assessed for compliance against green drop regulatory requirements, which DG elaborated on. The other uh, two points relates to the uh, mega projects, large projects, small projects that will be implementing over the MTF. Under expenditure in the 21-22 financial year and corrective measures put by the department, the audited results that we have closed the financial year with uh, reflects that we have spent 52 15.2 billion, sorry, of the adjusted allocation of 17.3 billion, which translates into underspending of uh, 2.5 billion. That underspending comprises of uh, compensation of employees, 112 million, which DG also spoke to, indicating that we are also constrained to fill some of the posts 
and all the FANEC posts have been filled as indicated in the earlier presentation. Goods and services uh, relates mainly to allocation that was made towards the Val River intervention for the OPEX work that had to be done. And we also have 1.6 billion that was underspent on various projects in various provinces. The measures that we have put in place to address the under-expenditure, senior management positions as indicated earlier on have been filled and all other critical funded posts as well are being filled in line with the approved allocation over the MTF. With regard to the CAPEX and goods and services, there is an alignment and timely implementation of the annual performance plans, aligning those to procurement plans, but there's also concerted effort on project management, which DG also reflected on. Minister also indicated priorities that we are putting across key projects nationally where the department has put considerable effort and capacity to ensure that the understanding that we anticipate in other projects due to various reasons can be timely uh, be reallocated to those projects that are able to absorb the budget early in the year to avoid a recurrence of uh, this under expenditure. And there are also further interventions on the water boards as well as municipalities. Those are the key implementing agents of the department uh, that relates to governance as well as internal control measures that the department is working with the water boards to ensure that they improve also their capacity to deliver. DG also spoke to the efforts that we are making to ensure that municipalities are able to deliver on the grants that are being allocated to them. The department's contribution to economic reconstruction and recovery plan the department is contributing in various ways. Uh, first, through the strengthening of the capacity of the state, the department is working with uh, various institutions, mainly the water boards, as indicated earlier on, to build their capacity to be able to deliver on the mandate of the department. We also contribute towards uh, facilitating economic growth and investment. That has to do with the issuing of water use licenses, as indicated earlier on, the turnaround times. We are also putting in measures in place to ensure that the agency is uh, expedited, the establishment thereof. And also we do contribute to skills development and job creation through our learning academy, which is offering various engineering and scientist bursaries and training opportunities. Through the infrastructure allocation of 47 billion, we project approximately 20,000 jobs uh, to be created direct and indirect through the department's um, allocations. The elimination of improper expenditure that was spoken to, that we have put in systems of internal control to ensure that we uh, prevent and detect incidents of unauthorized, irregular, fruitless, and wasteful expenditure. The current backlog of historic cases are being attended to together with uh, National Treasury where we have made applications for condonations and investigations are also ongoing. Department is working with police as well as with the SIU to make sure that those cases are expedited to ensure that we clean the historic um, book. On empowerment and transformation as well, we have it in our annual performance plan, our targeted contribution towards uh, women, youth, and disability as indicated on the slide. So those are implemented through our programs in various provinces. Through the grants, we prioritize also local procurement 
That is done through our implementing agents as well as the uh, construction unit where they are sourcing their materials locally, also guided by the National Treasury Chief Procurement Officer and the Department of uh, Trade Industry on local um, procurements. We also have various strategic partnerships, uh, the department and industry, uh, we are working together. And those partnerships include mining houses, the agricultural sector, and all those other stakeholders that were referred to in the earlier presentation. The next question that we had to respond to relate to the 2.1 billion allocated uh, toward AMD and other capital projects. Those projects are depicted them. They are being implemented in various provinces. In total, it is 1.4 billion with 682 million being allocated towards project implementation, engineering and support services within the water trading entity. 2.1 billion is being transferred uh, to the water trading entity to augment own revenue, which is generated through the sale of water. This is just an indication of where these projects are, the augmentation projects in various provinces. We also have the turnaround and financial recovery plan, which we are consistently uh, implementing as approved by parliament when we presented the turnaround to make sure that the department is on the right footing with regard to financial management. Those uh, plans include, amongst others, the audit action plans, which are aimed at uh, achieving a clean audit. We've also made progress on disciplinary and investigation matters related to financial misconduct. There is detailed uh, presentation uh, on those. We are also working on ensuring that our annual performance plans are aligned with procurement plans, project, project implementation plans, including a regular monitoring thereof. We can also confirm that we haven't uh, experienced any incidents of unauthorized expenditure, and there is significant reduction on irregular expenditure. Incidents that are currently being recorded relates to prior year contracts where the department has also developed exit plans, and we have applied to National Treasury for condonation of those incidents. They also create control measures on the recovery of debt owed to the water trading entity. They are also intergovernmental engagements. We have managed to enter into repayment agreements to the value of 2.4 billion in the past financial year with various municipalities to ensure that uh, we have um, credit control and systems in place to recover uh, those funds. We also, Jefferson, attend to the issues raised by the Office of the uh, Auditor General. They've raised various issues on unfunded accruals, payables, and overdraft in the previous financial years. And those we have addressed, uh, there are no longer issues around going concerns. And the remaining issues that relate to controls are also being attended to. Thank you very much. And uh, I will then hand over to my colleague to summarize the grant funded projects. The next section will be presented by Toko Seguaza, who's our acting DDG for water services. Thank you, DG, Chairperson, uh, uh, and honorable members, minister and DMs, uh, good morning. Um, with regard to the grant funded projects, this is a very huge uh, portfolio 
in terms of infrastructure development and management in the department. These uh, in, uh, grant funded are uh, 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 commonly known as ARPIC and WISIR. We have 526 projects that um, are, are currently in the pipeline for the 22-23 financial year. 387 of these uh, projects are in construction and 137 will be completed by end of March. And uh, two of them are intervention with uh, in the, the VAL uh, section 63 uh, intervention in Mfuleni. And the, the, the other one is the Guiani Water Services uh, intervention. Chairperson, uh, the, 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 the projects um, are divided into mega, the large and small with the mega projects uh, uh, being above a billion, uh, a billion rand. So the committee uh, requested us to talk only on two mega projects, although the, we have eight in our, um, in our annual performance plan. Uh, the details of all the projects are in the annual performance plan, and they are covered up from page 254 to 267, those 526 uh, projects. I will just highlight those uh, critical one, uh, Chepesin. The, 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 the first one is the, the, the OR Tambo uh, KSD, uh, a project which supplies uh, Umtata Balk uh, uh, town. Uh, this used to be known as a presidential intervention project, and it supported the Umtata town with the bulk water supply system and also the development of regional scheme extending to, to cover five development corridors in the, in the, east, in the uh, OR Tambo area. And uh, there are various components of the projects. They are listed in the presentation and the beneficiaries are in the OR Tambo district and in King Sabata Dalinjebo local municipality. Uh, the phases of the projects are almost at, uh, three phases are almost at 99%. And the project cost is 2.5 billion. And uh, our commitment as the department is 1.7 billion uh, with the other um, funding from the, 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 the municipality. The second mega project chairperson uh, is the Valhamahara Regional Water Supply Scheme, which is an upgrade of the existing Valhamahara uh, scheme. And uh, the project uh, uh, mainly covers the mining houses in the area and uh, it involves the construction of a gravity pipeline between Roscoe and Black Rock. Uh, it's in the Northern uh, Cape and the, the beneficiaries, the Hamahara local municipality and the implementing agent uh, is uh, Sedibank uh, Water. Uh, the project is almost uh, complete and with the total project cost at 1.4 billion, and um, there is no allocation in this financial year because we are closing uh, the project. Chairperson, this is the phase one 
of the project. Uh, the phase two will be following soon. It's going to be a partnership between the department and the, and the mining uh, uh, houses. Then uh, those were the two mega projects which are, which are above a billion each. And um, I'm then moving to the, the large regional bulk infrastructure project. Uh, in the Eastern Cape, we are supporting the Krisani municipality and uh, with um, a bulk water supply for the uh, Krisani uh, area. The project is divided into various uh, phases. It started in, in 2020, in 2010, and it will be complete by May 2023. And it has a budget of 421 um, a million rent. For this year, 60 million is, is, is uh, 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 committed. Nine of the 14 contracts have been have completed their construction uh, component. The project will um, uh, support Krisani and Engobo local municipalities. The second project in Eastern Cape is East Water Supply Project, which is supplying the 6.6 megaliters per day of portable water. Uh, the idea is to increase, uh, to move from the communal stand taps to, uh, to Togo. Togo. Uh, connection uh, and uh, increase the demand uh, in the in this system. Togo. Togo. To benefit Amatola District Municipality and Marshall Local Municipality, it is at 27% uh, uh, completion and the budget is 500 uh, million. And uh, we have complete uh, this year. We, they have been allocated fifteen. Uh, Togo. The Togo. next um, Togo. Uh, project is uh, known as the Bath Water Transit. Togo. Hello. Hello. Can can Togo? Can you hear me? Minister DM, you can see our injury time, big time. Uh, we have gone beyond our time. I just wanted to, to say to Togo, can she try to, 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 to summarize uh, just because we do have slides. If you can just pick up on the main things that she want to say and uh, if we could be done by at least half past ten. I don't know where that can be communicated that, to her. That, that, that's noted. Uh, Togo, do you understand that? There are some guidelines regarding Togo. this. And it's important that you do by second hand. I, I will check DG quickly. Yeah, we'll phone DG. What okay. do they say? Hello, Minister, can you hear us? Yes, please. Uh, Togo should need to listen there. Yeah. <laughs> I think you went on mute. We have eight minutes. This when did you lose us, Minister? We yes, uh, we can hear you. Be guided, please, by the chair of the of the uh, meeting of score. Thank you. At what point did you lose us? Let's let's do up to. I did. I was saying that already on injury time. As I had said, I wanted so, us to please finish it. Should, should talk or start again, Minister? Yes, please. Yeah. Up to half past 10, eh? can we try to start up to 10? You'll have an opportunity to explain some of these things once the members have raised the questions. Hey, eh? thank you. 
Okay. Chairperson, Minister, apologies. So it's five minutes. Five minutes. Chairperson, Minister, I'm starting again. Yes, but no, did five, you... five minutes to round off, Togo. Five. Oh, yeah. Okay, let me let me go there. Yeah, if we can go to the question that were asked by by Scoa to answer towards the end, DG. Okay. Those questions towards the end. Okay. I'm going to skip the detail on the projects. Um, and come to, we were asked to give some progress on the priority projects, the Guiani project, the Hammondkral water challenges and the Baal intervention. Um, on the um, Guiani bulk water project, um, there's some history about the project here. It describes what the project includes. It indicates that there've been, there's been a history of this project of a number of delays. There's also been um, an SIU investigation into the project, which is um, still in process and various measures have been taken as a result of the SIU investigation. Um, there's been weaknesses with the management of the project in the past. Um, and um, uh, the project is way behind schedule, but we are taking measures to address the past mistakes and to accelerate progress. Um, we've addressed the, the design uh, faults in the project and redesigned the project better. Uh, and we've also taken steps to strengthen the project management of the project, including uh, seconding two of our um, two of our chief directors to uh, the Pele Northern Water to help it to accelerate progress. With regard to the Hamans Kral, the wastewater treatment works. In a nutshell, the projects are underway, but the Swanee Metro Municipality is indicating that it doesn't have sufficient funding to finish the upgrades of the wastewater treatment works. The wastewater treatment works need to be upgraded because their effluent is polluting the source of water which is used for the water supply. Um, we've had engagements with National Treasury and um, the Department of Human Settlements about this issue. National Treasury have indicated that they are, that um, the grants that go through human settlements are sufficient for City of Swanee to complete the um, to complete the to complete the uh, upgrading of the water, wastewater treatment works, uh, and uh, we'll be indicating that to Swanee in writing. Um, and we are hoping to get a, a, a court uh, a, to get it an order of court that Swanee must use those grants to complete the upgrading of the wastewater treatment works. In terms of the intervention in the VAL, it is underway. Um, this slide gives, gives some indications. There is work happening on the ground. There are contractors addressing the, the old water main, the old uh, sewage mains, which have been bursting. And the, the, uh, the sewage leakages into people's homes has been um, greatly reduced as a result of this work. Preparations are underway for the, for the much bigger projects, which involve um, upgrade the wastewater treatment works, and particularly the the uh, major wastewater treatment works in the area. With regard to the bucket eradication project, it is also underway. It has also had delays in the past, partly because 
of an unintended consequences consequence of the changes in government and the movement of the sanitation function between different departments um, it, and uh, different entities being responsible for its implementation. But it is, it is now on track. The figures are given here in the presentation, and our targets are to uh, eradicate the remaining buckets. Um, the contractors are on the ground working in in the two provinces of the Free State um, and the Northern Cape by March next year. In terms of transformation um, and water use authorization, we are putting a lot of work into uh, improving the turnaround times for water use licenses. Um, and um, um, we are also focusing uh, as well into, uh, on measures to make sure that um, great, greater amounts of water use licenses are um, issued to uh, previously disadvantaged, uh, historically disadvantaged individuals. Um, we are also in the process of transforming uh, irrigation boards into water use associations. There is progress in that regard. It's a, it's a slow and complex process, um, but it is going to be a major focus area for us working for, moving forward. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, thank you, Dichi. Thank, thank you, Honorable uh, um, Minister, Deputy Minister. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, we, we're on already on penalty shootout. Um, <clears throat> I think what we'll, 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 we'll then do, I'll, I'll request the, um, the oral members, you know how we do it. Um, um, the Minister DGTM, you, uh, you'll be taking the questions as we put them. After the, the, the questions, then we'll request that you come back and respond to those questions. And that will allow you to also emphasize on certain uh, issues that uh, you were not able to because of the time constraint. Oral members, can I have indications of who would like to, in, uh, to, to interact with the presentation? Mare. Honorable Mare. Chair, Honorable Sarupin, please. Honorable Sarupin. Matafa. Honorable Matafa. Members, I'm listening. Honorable members, I've got Honorable Mare, I've got Honorable Sarupen, I've got Honorable Matafa. Kaiso. Honorable Kaiso. Honorable members. Okay. Um, um, you know that we have got uh, five minutes maximum. Uh, I, I'm on my stopwatch. Ormare, please start. One minute, sir. Thank you so much. <clears throat> um, it's actually disturbing to hear that 39% of municipalities' uh, waterworks is actually in disarray. Um, but um, I'm glad to hear, and thank you for the report, on uh, certain projects that for a long time I have been standing still or there were problems that it hopefully it's going to be solved now in the next financial year and it gets done. Um, I just want to ask as well, uh, is there a long-term vision in the sense of uh, water supply for the whole of South Africa? And I just want to give you one example. And this is really a long-term vision, um, and it's a major project. Uh, the Orange River and the Val River, um, they've got dams in like the Val River, the Val, dam and they've got the Harit dam and Van der Kloof dam.
But where they get together those two rivers is at Douglas. Is there any plans in the long term to build uh, another massive dam for actually agricultural purposes and for residential purposes uh, after Douglas? Because it's only one tiny small dam after that and all the water coming down, and even with this wonderful rains, it's going to waste down to the sea. Uh, and a long-term vision, if there's a plan, actually to build another dam in that in that area. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Honorable Mare. Uh, Honorable Sarupen, please come in. Uh, yes, thank you very much, Chair. And in the same vein as Honorable Mare, um, South Africa is a water-scarce country. And when Nimvula Mokanyana was the Premier of Gauteng many, many years ago, she pointed out that the province is at risk of running out of water um, by 2022. We've now hit that point. We haven't thankfully run out of water, um, but it is one of those situations. Um, and so water is becoming an increasing problem and an increasing um, scarce resource. We've seen towns in the Eastern Cape without water for weeks at a time. Nelson Mandela Bay is about to hit um, ground zero. So I'd like to understand um, if the department is looking at in the long term investing in water augmentation projects where rainfall is not filling up dams, for example. Um, firstly, f filling up, building more dams and in catchment areas so that we don't have water scarcity. And then with regard to... Um, with regard to Nelson Mandela Bay specifically, I'd like to get an understanding of what support is presently being provided to Nelson Mandela Bay, uh, considering that they are anywhere between 30 and 60 days to day zero, um, and how the municipality is responding to that support, if at all, um, and if and if they've been released any funding, if their funding is actually being spent on the right things. Um, I think that it's critically important that we get a full understanding, Chair, of, of what the long-term planning for water is, but more importantly, um, beyond the MTEF, what the department is conceptualizing um, in terms of water security for the country. Thanks very much. Thank you, Robert Sarupen. Robert Natafa, please come in. Thank you very much, Chair. Good morning, Chair. Good morning, uh, Minister and DMs, DG and Team Water and Sanitation. Chair, let me uh, thank the presenters for the good presentation. I think the presentation really responded very well to the questions that we had as a committee. Just say for one question that I have, and I'll just make two comments. The question is uh, to understand what is the status of the creditors book of the department, especially as it pertains to the 30 days cycle or invoices that are within the 30 day cycle. And maybe, okay, there's a second one. The second one is on the issue of the uh, baguette eradication program. I have noted that on slide 37, under the summary of allocations, it is covered. But can we as a committee just have a understanding if whether has the department given itself a timeline by when will the baguette system be completely eradicated? And, and maybe just to comment the measures that are going to be implemented by the department to keep slow spending and under expenditure. This has been a point of contention for quite some time. And it is very encouraging to see that indeed there are efforts that are being made to ensure that all the allocations are going to be spent and spent prudently as well, because there are also actions that are indicated that will be used to deter 
maladministration and malfeasance. And we also want maybe in closing to commend the department for taking action where malfeasance and maladministration is suspected, because that is also one of the weak areas of the state where there are issues of uh, maladministration, fraud and corruption that are happening Comrade Clara, please, can you please mute your, 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 your gadgets? Sorry, Honorable Matafa. No problem. Thank you, Chair. Yeah, no, it was my last statement to say that we hope that the process undertaken to clarify the allegations against the DDG will be resolved swiftly and speedily so that uh, whatever responsibility that is carrying are not disrupted. But we just wanted to commend the work and efforts that the department is making to ensure that uh, all the allocations are prudently spent. Thank you very much, Chair. Those are my only two questions. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you, Rabul Matafa. Rabul Kaiso, please come in. <clears throat> Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Uh, Chair, let, let me uh, comment the attendance of the, both the minister and the deputy ministers uh, to this meeting. Uh, actually, they have always done so. Previously, uh, the executive have managed to uh, come and respond to to the meetings that the the committee has, has, has called them to to come and respond. And firstly, let me comment also the uh, the good responses that we received, a uh, positive ones, uh, especially with regard to uh, attending to you know the vacant situations in the department as well as the interventions that have been uh, highlighted in as far as Machabeng, uh, Mangawi and Mkanyakute is concerned. <clears throat> so now I want to uh, come uh, at this point, uh, to this point, uh, Chair. Uh, yes, of course, the 14 million uh, people who do not have access to clean water uh, should remain a concern of which I believe it is uh, through the program that is unfolding, it will receive a necessary attention, immediate attention, uh, as part of uh, ongoing prog uh, uh, program. I'm saying this in the light of, you know, a, a development of, you know, pandemic in the country. Uh, uh, so, uh, and, and, and as well as you know, a necessary requirement of you know, water supply generally for people to, to access it. But now I also want to go to, well, I didn't see the breakdown of the bucket system in terms of you know, uh, the provinces. Uh, it, it, it was just general that now in the Northern Cape and Free State, uh, et cetera, but I think it was also necessary that we we, we seize a, 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 a breakdown of this bucket uh, system, you know, so that we were able to see where actually this problem is going and taking us to. So that next time we're able to ask about that particular five or ten uh, in the free state or in the in the northern Cape. Now, the, the other question that I want to 
go to uh, is the issue of water harvest uh, program. Because I hear the report, uh, Honorable Chair, does make reference to you know uh, you know uh, to water challenge in the country. But I just want to know out of interest, is there any water harvest uh, program that will assist the the country to to save water? You know, because I mean, during rains and, and, and geographically, as you look around our country, one would imagine that we, we should be having a way to harvest water uh, deliberately to deal with the issue of water crisis in the country. But I do not have that sense unless maybe in the presentation I missed something, and I would welcome uh, that uh, to be reminded. <clears throat> On slide forty-two. Uh, there is a no on slide forty three. I've seen there is a, a a way to address the issue of you know uh, gender uh, gender transformation and as well as the dis disability. There is a good uh, breakdown when it comes to procurement. But on slide forty two, I don't know whether is it delivered that. I do not see the same breakdown when it comes to the empowerment programming as far as training uh, in the engineering uh, skills for youth, the disabled, and women. I think it's important that uh, that trend should be retained you know, by the department uh, 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 in this report. It should have reflected a career, uh, much as we are paying particular attention with regards to you know, having skills. Uh, providing skills, we are also particularly focused on the issue of gender transformation uh, as well as disability. So I, I just wanted to get those few uh, uh, clarities. Uh, other than that, Chair, uh, I think the the committee, the department has tried to to a greater extent respond to in detail in some of in some instances in the report. Thank you very much. Sir. Uh, my, my chairperson. Yes. No. My, my, my apology. I'm sure when you were starting to request the members to raise their hand, I, I was out because nature called. I, want, I wanted to raise uh, something not big. Please, please do that, Honorable Dekhali. Thank, thank you very much, Chairperson. And my apology for 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 not uh, muting my phone i was not away my person uh, i want to to start by greeting my chairperson and all my colleagues the minister and the department and also to say uh, i'm joining my my colleagues in welcoming the the presentation uh, i was touched by the 2000 20000 jobs that they have created and now in my mind, I was saying uh, in this area of Manguen cluster, whereby water is just a problem, even on the underground, there is no water. So you'd have a bohole whereby in the long run, the bohole is dry. But then there was a big water project which was coming from that side of Nandoni Dam. Uh, I don't know how many years it has been stuck in the area of Hoshara di Mamawolo, whereby it is called Huareng. 
And even today, we don't see any movement of trying to assist uh, the village that the pipe was supposed to, to, to pass through. So in the meantime, the department, I mean, the, the, the municipality is trying to assist the area with trucks of water. But then it's a problem because uh, you find that in a week's time is one truck in many villages. So, Chairperson, I, I want to repeat that uh, we really uh, welcome the determination of the, of the department. They are working in the presentation. I could hear that they are seriously working. But then my problem is underspending. Uh, with this money that the department is always underspending, if they can buy more trucks in an area such as this one, whereby I just talked about it, Mangwen Cluster, and assist these people with the trucks. I'm sure because our people, most of them have got license, they will be able to increase these 20,000 jobs that they have created. And also they will be able to assist these villages. It's just a problem, Chairperson, in, the, in this cluster. It's just a problem. So that, that's what I wanted to, to, to request to to the department that uh, uh, how about they take care of this money that they always underspend and make sure that they utilize it at least whereby the trucks will be able to go to town and, and fetch water, bring it to the village that will assist and also to take care of the, the water pipe that stuck way back in this area. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Pihale. Apologies accepted. Mare, can I check? Is there something that uh, you'd like to add? Mare, yes, uh, thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm always very quick. Um, I want to, the, the, the DG, and I would love if you can engage me at one stage outside this meeting because I want to keep everybody here with my time. But I just want to bring to his attention that my constituency is Haldana by constituency. That is the end of the Berg River. And because of the IDZ, the demand for water is increasing and increasing what is happening here with development. And down the, the Berg River system and the West Coast District Municipality is responsible for the bulk water supply. And um, we've got a problem with the Miswistan Dam, and that is not a dam, it's actually more an Afrikaans, a Kierval. Um, it's not that sufficient high. It's built in the 70s. And then uh, the water facilities that's done by the, by the West Coast that's, uh, District Municipality uh, is not sufficient going forward. So there must be a medium plan solution going forward. Um, and I'd really like uh, to bring it to his attention and I would welcome at some stage an engagement. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Honorable Mare. I, I, I'm, I'm sure the, the minister and the, the team, they do welcome bilaterals um, uh, with the honorable members where they want to raise specific issues so that uh, we together try to solve those uh, uh, problems. DG, I'm sure you'll, you'll try and, and, and uh, uh, have your bilateral in whatever way with Honorable Mare. Arul Sarupen, do you, have, do you have something to add? Yes, Chair, I do. I actually do want to say this, and that is considering the state of this department in the last couple of years um, and all of the challenges, um, I do welcome that today the department has shown us that they've started turning things around. 
and I look forward to continued improvement in the following years as we interrogate their budgets. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Sarupen, Honorable Matafa. Thank you very much, Chair. I am covered. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Matafa. Honorable Kaiso. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, just quickly, two things. Uh, I just want to raise this one. Uh, I'm sure uh, Deputy Minister Mashoba would uh, understand this uh, from where I come from. The issue of Maluti Apofu. Uh, I don't know why it doesn't feature here as well, because it used to be one biggest problem in the province that uh, the shortage or, or, or supply of water to the communities around that uh, municipalities. Uh, I'm not sure why it doesn't also future well in this program that is uh, unfolding. Second thing is the issue of uh, licenses. Uh, uh, Sometimes we tend to focus much on the large commercial farms uh, when you talk about the issue of accessibility of water. But then I want to agree with my colleague, uh, Honorable Dikhali, that perhaps, perhaps the issue of small emerging uh, farmers is very key as well because they play part in as far as you know, also job creation. But then when it comes to licensing, I wonder does the department has a a good indication of accessibility by, uh, you know, African uh, uh, farmers, uh, small farmers, uh, in particular, uh, in as far as water licensing is concerned. I don't know how is that situation uh, has, has come to the attention of the department. Do they have also access in as far as, you know, licensing uh, as, as small emerging farmers? Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Kaiso. Honorable Tihale, do you want to add something? Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Person. Uh, I forgot something. Thanks that you, you, you allowed us to come back. Uh, you know, there the, 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 the is sometimes whereby in a church, when we are praying, one would just raise up a hand and say, let's pray for, for, for the problem of water in our villages. So I'm saying this because we have seen the, the department that deals with communications. They managed to raise funds to assist the, 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 the ones that cannot be able to afford to buy DSTV. They are trying to assist them with that. They're giving them the free DSTVs. So I'm, I'm saying this because uh, there is one other guy who once raised funds and tried to assist these people with water tanks, whereby during this time of a rainy time, uh, people are able to harvest water. So my 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 request would be that can the department then try, yeah, especially with this money that we they always return it back to treasury, try and identify these families and assist them with water tanks so that in times of problems, they then resort to rainwater. Thank you very much. Thank you, Arul Dikhale. Before I, I, I come in, I take it that there's no other, uh, there's no other uh, oral member who would like to come in. Um, let, 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 let me come in and let me start by, uh, again, thank, thank you so much, Minister. I'll join my, uh, my, my colleagues uh, uh, by thanking you, uh, the Deputy Minister, DG, and the whole uh, DWS uh, <coughs> family. 
this is a very important portfolio uh, for the for the government in general and for us who are he, who, who deal with the uh, with the appropriation for a number of reasons. But in my introduction, I I did say that uh, we are talking about life here. We can afford perhaps uh, we can live with load shedding, but water shedding definitely uh, shouldn't be an option, and it's not an option. <clears throat> um, also, uh, I think, uh, Minister, let's commend you for fulfilling the uh, very important uh, uh, post. The implications of, especially at senior level, uh, at, at, at senior management level, implications of empty posts are just too huge, uh, mainly uh, for uh, service delivery. They're just too huge. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, it's good that uh, they are there. And uh, we are hoping that they will hit the tarmac running so that we make sure that the, uh, uh, the service delivered to our people uh, is being de delivered at a lightning speed and at the most efficient and cost-effective way. <clears throat> and also wel welcome uh, uh, the, the posture which is being taken by the minister. Um, um, the Minister of uh, Water and Sanitation, from where we are seated, is the custodian of all the water and water-related issues in our country. If you talk about water problems and water challenges, people don't know a, a, a certain person in a certain municipality. They look at a, 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 a minister, Mtun Matungwan. So when there are problems of water, uh, it's good that uh, <clears throat> we, we move away from this thing of of working in, in, in silos um, uh, to try and coordinate our effectiveness. Abantu, they talk about Uhulmin and, and, and that's it. The luxury of saying, no, this is a, 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 an area of provincial or national or, or, or local government. They don't have that luxury. They look at, 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 at you, Maxine uh, for uh, the satisfaction of this uh, of this very important uh, public, so public good, so to speak. So I think the, the, the posture that you are taking that wherever, wherever and whenever there are problems, uh, the department should be seen to be there, should be encouraged and will be encouraged uh, uh, by uh, the standing committee on, appro uh, on appropriation. Um, we would also like to, uh, to say to, um, to the department, Please uh, just share with us what is happening around the floods in case that, and how have they affected the, the ability of government to deliver water and what is being done about that uh, in, uh, at, at, at the moment. Um, again, we know that there's a tendency of, not, of uh, people, of, of some companies who, who don't want to pay for services and for water. Would also like to know. We're interested in those runs and cents. How much are the are the, are the water boards and municipalities uh, owed by different uh, uh, sectors? For instance, sometimes by government itself, as we see in electricity, but by the private sector. But most importantly, as to what is being done around uh, around that. <clears throat> Perhaps let, let let me also latch onto what uh, Honourable Guys has spoken about. Um, just. <clears throat> The, the question of, of, of black farmers, emerging farmers, access to, uh, 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 to, to water. 
about two years ago, I was in 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 Beckville, and there's a, a, a Woodstock dam there. Or Mashabo, I've raised this before. You you remember where people were saying we're seeing water here, but all the water uh, uh, it's it's going to to Houting. And they said to us, you know, one day we are going to block this water because uh, we are only bystanders, and we are seeing water going to uh, uh, to Houting. And most of those people were emerging farmers. So the question is, uh, any couple, any collaboration with the Department of Agriculture, land reform and rural development around these things to make sure that the water that is there, our people do have access to water. They don't just form a guard of honor uh, and allow uh, water to pass through uh, and uh, clap hands after that. What are we doing? I've used uh, one at uh, the area of Woodstock Dam in, in, in Beckville. And from where I'm seated, I would like uh, to get a feedback here, uh, Minister, as a committee that uh, this has been sorted out. The people there can, can access that water. Uh, I'm using that as an example, and there are many other such instances. Uh, 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 you know, again, uh, my, my pet project, the Josini Dam. Uh, uh, <clears throat> what's happening with the Josini Dam? There's a big dam there, which at some stage played a very reactionary role, and we wanted to see it. I'll talk about why I'm saying reactionary role. But now there's water, and are those people having access to, to, to that water? And let's have time frame for those things. We shouldn't have open-ended things. <clears throat> you spoke about the DG, you spoke about your, your assets at different places. I'm not sure whether I saw the value of, of those assets. Uh, if you could just uh, help us about uh, how do they how do they reflect on your on your balance sheet? Again, uh, the question of, of this district uh, development model uh, would like to know what is it that we have achieved. Uh, which you wouldn't have achieved before the implementation of 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 of, of DTM, as far as improving uh, water and sanitation uh, 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 service delivery. I I can't run. Um, my river is my my constituency. Uh, uh, my one, and I lot as you know that that's it's a it's a it's a farming it's a farming area, and and the people there are saying there's a lot of water around, but we don't have water. As, as farmers and again as the residents. I'm not sure whether you are aware. And Moy River is such an important place in the whole economy of South Africa. You'd have seen what, what happens when there are disturbances there. One of the, of, of the things they complain about is the accessibility of, of, of water. I'm saying you'd have seen what happens when they, uh, uh, when they, they block uh, the, the, the entry. So the ec economy literally comes to a standstill. Uh, uh, the goods uh, goods can't reach uh, uh, Devon uh, uh, from from uh, inland, but again, goods from uh, from from Devon can't pass Moy River. So for me, it's one area that, as far as broadly speaking, economic uh, uh, <coughs> uh, uh, reconstruction is concerned. But when it comes to water, which is a, a main artery for economic development, I think it's very important that. We attend to that. I would like to hear if we do have uh, plans. <clears throat> I I can't leave this one of uh, uh, underspending. 
Um, and before I make my point, I, I would definitely be requesting the postcard office uh, through the minister that they, 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 they stay closer to this one. For whatever reason, underspending in a situation like ours in South Africa of 2.5 billion rand is just too huge. Uh, we can't go out and explain that uh, uh, no matter and explain that to our people who are first and foremost are denied of very important service delivery. But there are many implications of, of, of underspending. Uh, money is very expensive. What, what am I saying about that? Is that, as you know, that in the, this country runs a deficit. It means we borrow money. So if we borrow money and don't use that money, it's a big cost to the economy. It's a big cost to, uh, to our fiscals. It's a big cost to, to treasure. So uh, we would like to, this happening. Also, this what we call opportunity cost as far as employment creation is concerned, economic recovery is, 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 con is concerned, poverty is concerned. So um, uh, uh, it can't, it's not just a figure which we should be able to report on. It has got huge implications on the lives of our people. So I'm, I'm, I'm requesting that at, at least an honorable minister would like to see that when the ideal ones that want that no underspending, but would like to see the substantial decrease of, 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 of that figure. Um, yeah, about, about the Val project. Uh, I can't remember when we started talking about uh, the challenges of, of the Val. A minister will remember there was a, a, a time when we we're talking about the involvement of the defense force and 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 we all felt that perhaps here that it's, that the solution was coming so for me uh, for me uh, these projects which go uh, go to the heart of project management can we have the the end date for this project where we'll come out and tell the people first and foremost uh, <clears throat> of of uh, of uh, the value and the people of South Africa that yes, we had a challenge here. We've put our resources, both human and capital resources together uh, to solve. So this problem is solved now. Uh, do we have time frames? Project management is a, it's about having the start and the end of the project. Projects which are open-ended, definitely they, they reflect back on all of us. This also talks to uh, the bucket eradication system again, this has been a standing item in all the meetings of, 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 of government. Uh, and I heard DG saying that by the end of March 2023, that would be the thing of the past. Again, it's, 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 it's something where we should say, yes, that's the challenge that we had. We've engaged on this one. Uh, money has been allocated. And then we come, come uh, 31 March 2023, we see the minister standing saying, we have this problem. This uh, uh, thing of, of the bucket system, it's, it's something of, 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 of the past. It's so dehumanizing to our people. So we need to prioritize that and make sure that we do have the, a, a day. And, and definitely if a, a Department of uh, Water and Sanitation finishes this one, and then uh, uh, I'll be the first one to support a party of some sort where you should celebrate uh, uh, that. And that will also in, uh, indicate taking our people out of poverty. It's very dehumanizing. 
So I'm just saying that uh, we'll definitely be holding you to to this uh, uh, date, uh, DG, uh, as we have as we have said. Um, Honourable Minister, again, we are coming back to you um, to respond to the issues that have been raised by the Honourable Members, uh, and it, it only bring back the meeting back to me uh, once uh, you are satisfied that everything has uh, have been uh, has been attended to. If there are things that perhaps the uh, 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 the department would like to go and reflect on, because we don't just want convenient answers. If the answers are not here, we also welcome. Uh, that uh, <clears throat> the department say no, no, we'll come back on this one with a re- with a written response. Or minister, I'm I'm back to you. You'll see how you then uh, 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 allocate your soldiers in dealing with these uh, different issues raised by the oral members. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Shenge. I would like dear uh, Masobo to deal with uh, KZN floods. Uh, and uh, I would like, uh, uh, Digi, uh, I mean, Digi to deal with uh, uh, the data spook, uh, the buckets under expenditure and corruption, and then uh, unpack uh, the allocation to provinces uh, and also to buckets uh, in the provinces. But, um, um, uh, uh, other than KZN floods will also uh, fill up the gaps wherever he thinks it needs to fill up. Now, number one, uh, on the Val uh, uh, River dams, both Harib and Van der Vaart, whether we're thinking of uh, any other dam, <coughs> yes, um, we are thinking of uh, uh, another dam, but at the moment, we are just listening to or considering uh, uh, proposals from uh, other stakeholders uh, who have approached us uh, with some ideas. We are open to that and flexible to that, and we're listening and considering uh, what is being said uh, before we uh, come up with a decision. But uh, whether we are open to, to that, we are. And I look into simply because it's uh, our system. The Back River, we can discuss that on the sidelines uh, of the meeting. Uh, uh, with uh, the Honourable uh, Murray, uh, but we have been to uh, the, uh, the, the um, uh, to the, uh, to the Back River Canal where we are building a canal, which was prayed for by provincial government of the Western Cape, and uh, we're moving the uh, 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 according to plan and time frame on that canal, uh, raising the wall for the farmers uh, to benefit. Uh, there, but we will look at uh, what Murray uh, uh, is asking or is uh, checking with us. And then Gauteng Water, uh, last year in, in September, we met with uh, uh, the Honorable uh, Minister of Water in Lesotho, 
my counterpart, uh, Honorable Minister Mosenen, we discussed uh, phase two of uh, the, uh, the uh, Lesotho Highlands Water Project, and that is underway. From time to time, uh, there would be this and that hitch, uh, either on their side as government uh, of Lesotho or on our side. There are a few things that I imagine we are going to be uh, dealing with those problems, uh, but the argument and outcome in that meeting was that we need to move and move fast in terms of uh, phase two of that so that we catch up with 2027, which is uh, the the predicted time uh, during which or in which uh, water will begin to be a problem in Gauteng if nothing gets done. And then um, Nelson Mandela Bay. Nelson Mandela Bay, uh, there's been seven years of drought there um, with a very or no, or no rain at all. Now that uh, municipality gets uh, water from two systems, one in the south and one, the one in the east and one in the west. And uh, <clears throat> the west one uh, will receive the boost via Noit uh, Gedacht uh, pipeline. Uh, that is water from Kharib, by tunnels, rivers, and all of that. And uh, finally, <clears throat> we got the first drop out of that system with the refurbished upgraded uh, water treatment plant uh, of uh, Nelson Mandela Bay, belonging to the municipality. Quite a huge uh, uh, development. We, can, we got the first drop from there, uh, end of March, which was adding 70 megaliters uh, to the system uh, in Nelson Mandela Bay. Ordinarily, we should, we should be okay uh, with that addition. But uh, the problem with Nelson Mandela Bay is governance over an extended period of time. And uh, whatever decision they take, they are, I mean, they need to take. They don't take or they don't take it on time. And uh, this has impact in terms of uh, planning for water and uh, particularly supply uh, to communities and uh, to, the, uh, to business. It is for this reason, uh, for instance, they, 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 they should have take, long taken a decision on the plan to uh, pipe water from the east to the western side of the city of municipality, where there's a bit of a crisis because of the water levels and all the dams in that system, uh, that supply that system. It is for that reason that we have had to take a decision to intervene in Nelson Mandela, uh, uh, which uh, we have signed and we have we're hoping, we are uh, expecting the concurrence from the Premier in particular, uh, particularly, and from uh, Minister of Cogta. Uh, but it is inevitable that we intervene there uh, long before things become uh, even hotter on day zero, as uh, is predicted. We need to get to the space, be able to take necessary decisions, especially on restrictions, because uh, the lessons learned uh, from Western Cape dictate that uh, one of the measures you have to take when facing this kind of challenge is uh, uh, um, uh, action and on time and uh, uh, appropriate uh, to address the decision. And this instance, there must be restrictions which uh, the municipality is unable to decide on and other decisions that get 
necessary to be taken, but because of governance uh, issues, they are unable to sit at times for extended for extended periods and so on. But we are looking at uh, Nelson Mandela Bay, uh, and we will be going there probably in the in the uh, I mean next week or that other week. Uh, but we are interacting and are involved with uh, them. Uh, on the matter, the president of the republic is also interested in the matter. We are due to brief him uh, any any time from now or any day from from today. Then um, <clears throat> the datas uh, from honourable uh, uh, Tiny, uh, the DG will deal with those and budget uh, uh, unpacking on empowerment uh, programs. DG did. Uh, uh, a report on um, uh, licenses, how uh, we, we uh, are dealing with that matter. But uh, I think the question was on women, youth, and disabilities. We, we are uh, following uh, all the policies of the country in terms of uh, employment, in terms of uh, opportunities, but we need to do more to these categories of our society. We have a training center which uh, is uh, functional and uh, assisting young people to get uh, uh, high-level training. Uh, 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 people uh, uh, and it is uh, sensitive to gender and our recruitment sensitive to gender. But uh, generally, through CFO, you did see how we are dealing with the economy of water and therefore contributing to uh, recovery of the economy post uh, COVID, but also generally uh, the growth of the economy in the country via uh, the water sector. Uh, there's a huge uh, contribution. Another time we may want to come back just to take you through on that. But we're, we're particularly interested in uh, uh, dealing with our dams and, and the economy because we realize that on tourism, on employment, on uh, there's a lot in each dam that can be done with various models for that. Nandoni, the village, we will check what's happening, but I must assure you that in June, we will be back in Nandoni uh, to reticulate water for communities around, uh, providing uh, stand pipes in each, in each uh, family. Uh, and, and that's uh, apart from upgrading the uh, or building another uh, water treatment plant there uh, to pump more water from the dam and apart from Nandon and Sami uh, to um, uh, to Gian we will be doing Maluta Pofung we have uh, I think four weeks ago we signed a directive to Bloom Water uh, to intervene in Maluti Maluta Pofung uh, that is on course we will be providing water uh, and we'll be providing you with details in terms of time frames and money required. Um, licenses and tanks, TG uh, will come back to deal with that, but we are interacting with the farmer uh, organizations uh, on this uh, to discuss and, and deal with their concerns. Mashobo will deal with floods. Josini Dem, um, uh, Shenga, I know that is close to your hearts, some of your life, uh, 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 in those areas, uh, Manisen and Wabun. We are from there, and uh, we've held 10 meetings on water, and our intention to intervene in the whole of Mkanyagude. Uh, 
because of history that says that you have a dam, but you have grievances, growing grievances, uh, cries and uh, um, voices from there uh, complaining about uh, inaccessible water uh, from Chosini Dam by communities there. We then um, uh, uh, engaged with them and told them we're intervening. And because we're seeing these gaps in the municipality as a water authority, they are unable to play that role. On last Friday, we were there. We were now uh, presenting projects per ward. Uh, that will see 6,000 people, uh, households in in uh, um, in um, uh, municipality getting provided with water on one hand. And then in Josini municipality, uh, you will see 3,000 families, more than that, getting water. That covers Nguavuma and Manjisin. We are going to, we, we, we have appointed Mshatuza um, uh, Waterport uh, to be our implementing agent. And so we briefed Amakosi there, we briefed the municipality, we briefed everybody. It's now up to us uh, to just uh, roll out our plans. And that is being adequately addressed. We will, in due course, uh, deal with uh, Shabisa and Tubatuba, including on water um, water resources uh, going to the south. DDM, uh, DDM has potential, but it requires uh, um, functional municipalities because no matter how you drum uh, DDM, if the municipality is on its knees and on its stomach, you won't get anywhere. We, we, while uh, efforts are being made to deal with municipalities, uh, on the other hand, we are using partnerships. Partnerships uh, have really, really proved to be uh, uh, quite a, a reliable pillar and, and a stra- strategic uh, um, way of uh, doing things. Uh, more and more companies are coming on board, partnering with us. Uh, on provision of water, including articulation. While in Limpopo, and uh, uh, there is a, a company that wants to uh, have partnership with us while we're here, and we're hoping we'll have a chat with them and so on. Moy River, uh, the spring grove there, which was uh, completed, I think, some five years ago. We do understand there's a community uh, that was removed, and therefore they are, they are far from... Uh, uh, from some area, some farm there, and they are far from uh, water. And uh, some uh, black farmers uh, around Moy River also are short of water. When we do Umkungudovu district, we will ensure that we cover that area. Uh, there's an, a pending appointment uh, or, or work session with Umkungudovu district uh, since, uh, since the elections. We haven't had time to go there. We will be going there. Mfulin, we uh, we are very much uh, um, uh, 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 were satisfied uh, to happy about uh, our latest intervention fully in starting in uh, July August last year via uh, rainwater. I have had a, a session myself with the chair and the CE there. Uh, uh, DM Masobo is uh, designated to deal uh, there in partnership with Gauteng, to deal with our processes there. But there are, there are various issues 
But now I think uh, we are very, very, very uh, positioned, very well positioned uh, to decisively uh, get uh, deal with the uh, including uh, making up for the time loss via other interventions. Uh, uh, two weeks ago, uh, one newspaper made an acknowledgement that there is a difference and there is progress and we're capitalizing on that. We ourselves are determined not to um, put ourselves in the country and government under the bus as far as this is concerned. So we're on course. Uh, it's a question of cleaning, uh, um, uh, cleaning residential areas uh, and then opening up pipes and then fixing all the, all the uh, uh, pump stations and all the waterworks there and, and, and wastewater works. And then the system goes, and then we go to the uh, dam itself and clean the floor uh, and all of the floor of the dam. I, I, I would stop there and allow DM and then uh, DG to come in. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much, Mark. Thanks, Sheng, and the entire leadership of uh, the, 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 the committee. Just to indicate that uh, with respect to the floods in KZN and the other areas. Uh, in KZN, Minister uh, uh, created an institutional mechanism there, and uh, that mechanism, it includes the province, ourselves, Umgeni Water, including the municipality. It is called the a water, a, a war room for water. And uh, we need to indicate that the damage uh, is very, very extensive. And the bulk infrastructure are very destroyed, including secondary infrastructure, uh, including the reticulation system, especially around the Teguini. And um, assessments have been done. And through the DG and COGT, um, our submission has been made to the National Disaster Management Center uh, of uh, what needs to be done there. We have to report that when it comes to bulk, in the main, the system has been stabilized. There was a time when um, the water availability was very low. Uh, ordinarily, Eteguini received more than uh, 800 megaliters a day, which is more than 810 million liters. At a particular point, we're down as around 340 megaliters. And our system uh, through Umgeni, working very hard, they've managed to push the system now. The water availability in the system is more than 520 megaliters. That's what is happening right now. And uh, in as much as uh, we have so much water being available, there are still two main systems. They call them aquatic one and two. We have lost more than 280 million liters a day that needs to be available. And Umgeni is trying to restore that system. But in the main, the restoration of the system around the south that included the hospital that side and the other areas those issues have been attended to Eteguini uh, still have a major problems around water losses they are losing a lot of water and um, our teams are supporting them around issues of fixing of the leaks with plumbers and artisans because water is being restored but if there are certain communities especially the northern region that includes Otongati, Verulam, and the other areas. Those are some of the areas that uh, remain uh, 
affected by uh, by uh, the floods. And in the short term, uh, the team led by the team of the minister supporting a Teguin in the province, they've been doing water cutting. A number of water cuts have been provided by the Defense Force ourselves, Cogta, Itegun itself, Umgeni. They are cutting water. There were issues about the cutting problem, uh, cutting issues around how the system was being managed in terms of uh, disturbances by certain communities doing water hogging. But the system is being improved now. But at the very same time, the instruction by minister is very clear that uh, uh, water cutting is not a sustainable solution. Where infrastructure is working, they are starting to actually refill some of the reservoirs. But uh, in certain instances, we're also looking at reviving some of the system like Utonga uh, to water treatment works and the other system they are looking them. There's been a lot of progress, but there are those communities we must admit uh, leadership that uh, they have not been having a constant water supply for more than a month. It's nearly two months now. And then the rains over the last few days, they've been very hard. Uh, an assessment is still being made because in certain instances, some of the work that has been being done is being affected, especially in the northern side, including Umlodi and those particular areas. But um, we are working closely with those communities. We have a lot of meetings that uh, since the president has gone there, minister has gone there, more than actually four, four times, we've been on the ground uh, actually going to those communities, interacting with them. But one of the things that we must commend is the private sector that has very come in handy. They have made a lot of contribution around providing water, but at the very same time, some they've also provided uh, technical expertise. But we can come in at a particular point when you need that particular detailed report. Well, the one minister has responded on the VAL, except that in the VAL, we need to indicate that in a number of sections, the sewer has been stopped in people's houses. But at the very same time, also sewer in a, a lot of volumes of sewer now is going to the treatment plant because the capacity of that treatment plant has been increased. But as we have said, ministers assigned MSC Mail and myself, more work still needs to be done there, and uh, we are increasing that particular capacity. The last point I needed to say. Around issues of water security, apart from the views other members have said in augmentation issues, Minister has directed us that let's work with the entire sector as we agreed uh, first in the summit that uh, water reclamation and water reuse is going to be the most important thing that we need to do. There's a lot of wastewater that is available in South Africa. Wastewater must never be regarded as waste. It must be regarded as wealth. One of the things that minister within two, uh, around just within three meetings, uh, with Mkhali Kwena here in Limpombo, with private sector, the mine, Ivan plants. For the first time, the mines are taking wastewater effluent. They are using them for their own operation. They actually have contributed they are building a wastewater treatment plant on behalf of a municipality through this partnership that ministers introduced. And it's going to save municipality a lot of money. And that wastewater, in other words, is called brown economy because we're using brown water. 
They will also be doing issues of uh, providing raw water to the communities of Mkhalakwen. Even Pulawane with another uh, uh, mining companies, they are looking at that. A, a week ago, we submitted a mine water uh, policy for the department in the cabinet committees that cabinet must approve now. Because one of the biggest issues, mines, especially abandoned mines, there's a lot of water in the valley. Uh, in uh, in Pumalang, including some parts of KwaZulu Natal, when you go to Fryhead and those other areas down there, where mining has caused a lot of pollution to the water. The issues of treatment of uh, mine water is going to be the most important issue. Working with the Department of Mineral Resources and NHF, environment, uh, forest, fisheries, and environment, we are starting to say that water is available there and it must be used. And Minister has also insisted that we need to explore more groundwater. South Africa has a lot of groundwater. Uh, in Musina, where the Minister will be doing his visit, in the main, the supply is through groundwater there. And we should be able to use groundwater, especially in communities where water is not available. We are looking at a number of options where water can be actually be found, because every drop of water counts, including the rainwater harvesting combat case. Rainwater harvesting, very important, including the recharging of groundwater, the poholes, is a very important program, including the issues of desalination. Therefore, even the issues of building of new dams and new infrastructure, including those transfer scheme ministers speaking about, all the options are on the table because our water mix must be enhanced. I will stop the uh, uh, sharing now, Minister, so that the DJ and the team can handle some of the technical issues. Thank you. Uh, DJ, your part. Thank you, Minister. Uh, Chairperson. Um, on the issue of under-expenditure, we agree with members that uh, it's criminal for us to be returning money to the fiscus uh, for the reasons given by the chairperson and because of the state of water and sanitation infrastructure in the country. Our assessment is that we have problems, we have weaknesses in the department with regard to project management and, and for the projects that we're responsible for with regard to procurement and supply chain management. Our procurement and supply chain management for our infrastructure and for the goods and services we buy for our construction unit is very inefficient and ineffective so I'm, it's a focus area for the CFO and myself. We're going to put in place a procurement strategy as required by the Framework for Infrastructure Procurement and Development Manage and Delivery Management issued by National Treasury. Uh, and that's going to be a major focus for us uh, in the coming year. In addition, we're putting in measures to improve project management to make sure, for example, that we start planning projects a year before we need to start uh, spending money on them. And the CFO and I will be having monthly expenditure versus budget reviews in the department to manage expenditure and make sure that if some projects are inevitably delayed, that we use the under-expenditure on those projects to add more money to projects which are moving faster. Um, with regard to the budget eradication uh, program, um, we, we are the remaining, the remaining buckets in informal settlements are in the Free State and the Northern Cape. Uh, most of them in the Free State. There's about 100, about 500 left in the Northern Cape. The remainder are in the Free State. 
about uh, 10,300 in the free state. It's those buckets in formal settlements that we are, will, are committing to eradicate by the end of this financial year. We have very substantial budget allocation to do that of um, 504 million uh, under the ARBIC and 110 million under the water services uh, grant. Um, Chairperson, I should mention that um, uh, this program is uh, focused on eradicating buckets in formal settlements. Uh, in some areas of the country, municipalities are still issuing buckets in informal settlements. And we want to address that through the revised norms and standards for water and sanitation services to, to say that uh, issuing buckets in informal settlements is not an acceptable form of uh, temporary sanitation and that other temporary, more acceptable forms of temporary sanitation should be used in informal settlements such as chemical uh, toilets. The problem is, Chairperson, that um, sometimes when informal settlements are formalized by municipalities, then the buckets that were, that were, um, that were being used in the informal settlements uh, carry on being used and they become formalized and then we get new buckets arising in formal settlements. Hopefully that won't happen and by the time we finish these remaining bucket eradication in, in Free State and Northern Cape, we can say that there's no more buckets uh, in formal areas. Uh, Chairperson, you asked a question about the timeframes, overall timeframes for completion of the VAL project. Our implementing agent there is um, Rand Water. Yesterday, they, they sent me an, uh, emailed me an updated uh, timeframes for the program as a whole. Um, and I'll look at that uh, chairperson and, uh, and then uh, send you the, the timeframes for the different elements of the, of the uh, VAL intervention program. I'd like to ask our CFO to come in to, uh, to talk, to answer the question about uh, the debtors and what we're doing about it and payment of supplies within 30 days. Franz? Thank you, DG. I'll start with the water debt. Um, the preliminary figures that we are having as we close the 21-22 financial year reflects 24 billion as due to the water trading entity. And out of the 24 billion, I can confirm that water boards owe the department uh, 7.6 billion and municipalities as well as other departments owe the department 8.4 billion. How are we addressing those? Uh, we do have credit control, credit control measures. We enter into repayment agreements, plans with various uh, water users. And we also have um, intergovernmental arrangements that we are working with COCTA, Treasury, SALGA, to try and deal with some of the value chains that are affecting the non-payment by the various uh, users. We have put together also incentive schemes where we encourage the water users to settle their debt early and we offer them discounts as well as waiver of interest. And where we fail to recover, we do also refer for legal action for those who are delinquent. With regard to 30 days, Chairperson, uh, I can confirm that we closed the financial year with 326 million worth of accruals and payables, which are over 30 days. And the reason for that, most of them relate to disputes and some of the historically unfunded uh, projects such as the oil leaks, 
We also have operations and maintenance where the department has intervened within the Kiani Mopani area, where we are operating and maintaining schemes uh, on behalf of municipalities. And we do have invoices that are owed to some of our water board, in this case being Lepelle Northern Water. There are continuous engagements to try and resolve these um, invoices. And we're also cautious not to pay invoices that uh, are not substantiated or where there are still queries that are unresolved, as that would also result in uh, audit queries as well. So that is the figure, uh, Chairperson. And as I've indicated, those are anomalies, invoices that we are currently trying to resolve with our implementing agent. Thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. I'd also like to ask our acting DDG for regulation to, uh, if he would like to add anything uh, regarding um, the issuing of water use licenses, our efforts to allocate uh, more water to previously disadvantaged farmers. Leonardo. Okay, thank you, um, DG. I trust that I'm, I'm audible. Um, I just wanted to answer the question with regards to the HDI um, license. We can't hear you, Leonardo. Okay, let me put on the switch on my camera. Can you still hear, can you hear me? Okay, person Leonardo seems to have a technical problem. Um, uh, so I will skip that uh, one. That that uh, brings us to the end. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much, uh, 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 DG, uh, Oral Minister, Deputy Minister, for uh, very in insightful responses to the questions which were raised by the oral members. Um, uh, <clears throat> just on, on the last one, CFO, the 24 billion rent, uh, if you could please just uh, uh, send that one in writing, uh, who owes who, how much, uh, and and what's happening about about that? Uh, if you could just uh, send us that uh, written uh, response, <clears throat> I uh, I think what becomes very clear again uh, from the DG's uh, input is the question of the project management skills in government in general, not just in in, in department. In fact, this is uh, one area which is at the heart of underspending, failure to deliver projects on budget and within allocated time. Uh, uh, from uh, your, your, your previous deployment at, pub, at, at public service and administration, I think it's one area that as government we need to look at if we really must uh, be successful in, uh, <clears throat> in, service, in service delivery. Uh, so, and in Talking about the, the department now, WDS, I think it's also even very, very important. Um, the, the question of polluters, the principle of a uh, polluter pays. I, I think in most cases you have indicated the question of uh, um, um, and, and the mines and water there, but even our, our dams, if you look at the Val Dam, you find that a private sector always gets away uh, on this one. This what you call negative externality, uh, that they should be paying for this thing. It shouldn't be government only. P polluter must pay for what they, 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 uh, they, they do because of 
the obvious implications. <clears throat> yeah, um, uh, uh, DM, as it had the question of uh, intervention uh, in, 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 in KZN and the floods and so on, uh, because we want to stay closer to that because needless to say, it's got a lot of budgetary implications. Can, can we have that in, 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 in writing? Um, uh, Mike thanks. Thank you so much about the 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 information about uh, what 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 is happening around certain areas as far as what is concerned on Kungjov District, uh, and obviously, as you said, that uh, what's happening around the the Josini Dam and so on and so forth. Uh, I think uh, would really love to uh, steer closer to that as you make uh, uh, some strides, if there should be a way of just uh, uh, letting us know. And, and thank you, D.A. Mashobo. You promised me a long time ago that uh, you'll definitely be getting closer to that. So one is, is, is able to see some, uh, uh, some, some, some progress. Uh, as, as I conclude this one, I think uh, <clears throat> uh, it's, it's very clear. I think we, we, as the minister was saying that perhaps we need to engage more uh, about the role of water as far as a, 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 a economic growth is concerned. I think it's, it's very important that we should, we should have that engagement so that we are also educated uh, from the people who are just at the heart of it. But for me, um, if there were uh, a students who wanted to have uh, some thesis to research on, it, yes, indeed, the role of water in the economy, but as to how water was used to marginalize black people and to, dis, to economically disempower them, and how can we use water to, to, to empower and uh, uh, to empower black people and to, uh, <clears throat> uh, yes, to, uh, to empower black, black people and to make water part of our economic reconstruction. So I'm saying, I think it will be a very inter interesting research uh, topic for people who would like to do some uh, thesis around that. Uh, I don't know, uh, Oral Minister, whether you want to say something, because I, I why the stage where we are saying we would like to excuse you uh, so that you can go to the ground and ensure that our people do receive water and the question of sanitation is being attended to. Minister, can I give you the last word on this one? Honorable Minister. Thank you very much, uh, Shenge, and thank you very much to all honorable members uh, for this opportunity. Uh, we, we really appreciate more than you could realize, uh, Shenge, to be accountable and to be held accountable. Um, we may not necessarily want it every day or every week, and it may not come and, uh, and, uh, because of uh, um, uh, time, and so on, but uh, when we get it, we, we, we want to assure you that we want to up account on every aspect, including on the ground, including finance, including uh, our fight against corruption, everything that any uh, good governance uh, prescripts would uh, want seen uh, done by uh, appointed people. And therefore we appreciate this time, but uh, assure you of our commitment going forward as well, that uh, we are looking into uh, obtaining a, a clean audit 
end of this financial year. That's our, uh, that's our expectation from the accounting officer and from the CFO. In part, they are appointed uh, for that, but uh, deliver on the ground as well. Uh, uh, we are hardly in the office, uh, Senge. From here, this afternoon, we'll be in Kian uh, to hold others accountable, those that account to us, so that we see uh, to it that uh, the grievances of people on the ground are addressed uh, properly. And thanks very much for your assistance and your proposals and all the um, uh, issues that have been raised here are, are, are taken seriously. Thank you very much, Sean. Thank, thank you, Minister and the team. You, you are, you are ex- ex- excused. Uh, and to rest assured that we see ourselves as, as, as partners to the executive with different responsibilities because we have got the same client, uh, the people of South Africa. Thank, thank you, thank you so much. Indeed, you are excused. Uh, oral members, let's let's go to the uh, minutes which were sent to us. The minutes of the eleventh of May, twenty twenty two, and we have we have we have read them. Uh, can I have the mover for the adoption of the minutes? Matafa, I move for adoption of the minutes, Chair. Thank you. Matafa. Matafa moves. Uh, seconda. Melenzana, Chairperson. Second. Thank you, Rob Melenzana. Second. So no, no uh, opposition to this one. So the minutes of the 11th of May, 2022, are duly adopted. Can we go to the minutes of the 17th of May, Honourable members? They were also sent to us. Do I have a mover for the adoption of the minutes? Yes, Mlenz and move. I have oral Mlenz and I'm moving for the adoption of the minutes of the 17th of May. Seconder. Matafa, I second chair. Oral Matafa second. So the minutes of the 17th of May 2022 uh, 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 are adopted. Thank you, oral members. That takes care of agenda item number five. Uh, we are going to agenda item number six. Uh, Darren, do you have any announcements that you would like to make? Uh, Chairperson, uh, nothing really. Just a reminder, tomorrow uh, we have a meeting at 9 o'clock with the Department of Employment and Labor. I'm going to send the link in the next half an hour. Thank you. Thank you, thank, thank you so much, uh, 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 Darren. Um, I remember, as I, you see, when it comes to to water and sanitation, um, uh, as you can see, uh, the implications of deliver or not or non-deliver are just huge to our people. And I think the, the department did very well. I think for, for us is, is to ensure that we, we, we stay closer to those uh, 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 processes. But thank you very much for, for raising all the issues that you, you, you have raised. I think they gave them some food for thought and uh, as we always say, this is a process. It's not an event. So we should keep on looking at these things so that one day we can come here and say A, B, C, D have been done. Thank you, honorable members. Uh, our support staff, thank you very much. Everybody who was on the platform, you are most welcome. And I, I, I guess we are all wise after the presentation from Department of Water and Sanitation. Uh, this brings us to the end of the meeting. We'll, we'll meet tomorrow. The meeting is adjourned. 
Thank you, sir. Thanks, Thank Mr. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Chair, and bye-bye, honorable members. Thank you.